0: Or should I say hola? This is the... I was... It, it occurred to me last <laughs> should night...
1: should I say hola? <laughs>
0: it, it occurred to me last night. I, I was like, I'm going to look up how to say the title of this show in Spanish so I can sound oh. very cultured. Oh. And I did not do it. So... <sighs> L. I don't even know. I, I I'm, my,
1: I'm stuck on rotten. Rotten. I have no idea what the Spanish word for rotten is.
0: Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> my uh, so tell a quick story. Mm. Um, the only time I've ever seen a teacher completely like from the inside out destroyed <laughs> by a room full of students.
1: Oh, well, you've only seen this once.
0: <laughs> was yes, the only one I was part of. Got it. As an as you know, bystander. <clears throat> was in I can't remember what year it was in high school. I want to say it was maybe sophomore junior high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Spanish teacher was the the woman who I was supposed to have for Spanish either I think she was on maternity leave or she might have been sick. But mm-hmm. you know, it's the same thing, right guys? <laughs> and uh so we had this um substitute Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. And on the first day, like we everybody walked in and sat down and we're looking at this guy and you could just smell the fear.
1: Oh, no. You could
0: smell the fear coming off this Substitute
1: guy. Substitute teachers, you can't do that.
0: And he was going to be like the, re- the replacement for the whole year.
1: Oh, no. And
0: so he starts the class like very wobbly. And then he pulls out these papers and he mm-hmm. starts passing them out. And he says, okay, this is all stuff that you guys should know. You guys covered this last year in your Spanish classes, right? And then one kid went... No, we've never seen this before in our lives. And then that's all it took. And it cracked this man. Wow. And from that point on, he was devoured by this class. And it was something unlike I, I've, I've ever, never seen before. Was he like before. a
1: young or new No, he was teacher? probably 50. I'm really surprised. That, that feels really fast.
0: Yeah, it was incredibly fast. Yeah. And... It just uh, so I had that room for both Spanish and for study hall, uh-huh. and so as the year went on, it was very fun, well, sad mostly, <laughs> to go into that room and see how far it had fallen. Wow! So after about six months, I had any time I would go in there, there were just papers <gasps> all over the floor the phone on the wall that you called on the office Uh had been ripped off the wall. People were actively stealing things from the room. And this teacher would just sit behind his desk at the front of the room with his head down for the entire class.
1: Wow. Did
0: not learn a lick of Spanish.
1: (laughs) So hola is about all we're going to get out of you? Probably. Got it.
0: Donde esta la biblioteca? (laughs) That's a roundabout way to say today on our show, the Rotten Horror Picture Show, my name is Clay, and with me as always is Amanda. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm... Como esta?
1: <laughs> Bien, y tú? Meh,
0: así, así. Yeah. See, uh, that, was, that was pretty good. It's about as yeah. far as I got. <laughs> um, we are talking about uh, La Llorona. Yes. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, right? I'm not doing the, the um, this music. at <laughs> La Llorona. I'm being very dismissive of a very serious topic. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say we're we're getting all of the giggles out now before we talk about genocide later, and it's inappropriate to laugh. Yes. Um, it depends on what kind of Spanish you speak. Mm-hmm. Like, like from what region? Uh, if you do sort of more of a Y with a double L sound, or a, sort of like a J.
0: I'm the one where where it's a lisp the whole time.
1: Oh, you're uh, Spain, yes. Espana. Yeah. You Castillanos. Ca-
0: there you go. That's the one.
1: Yeah. You're doing fine. Okay. Just keep singing my Sharona.
0: La Yorona from <laughs> 2019. Now, I would like to specify, we are this is the La Yorona from 2019, directed by Yairo uh, Bustamante. Yairo Bustamante? Yeah. Because between 2019 and 2021, there were six movies that came out <sighs> called La Yorona or had that in the title. We have- <clears throat>
1: My mind.
0: The one we're doing today, La Llorona. We also have The Legend of La Llorona. We have The Curse of La Llorona, Uh ch- ch- The Haunting of La Llorona. Oh. Uh, the Curse of La Llorona, The Video. Oh. El Regreso de la. <laughs> El, <laughs> El Regreso. Regreso de la. Jeez. I feel like there should be another one there. El Regreso de la, la Llorona. <laughs> uh, the La Llorona Curse. Oh. And uh, El medallion de la llorona so huh oh and also a cry in the night the legend of la llorona so wow jesus christ another one? Oh, that's 2004 still anyway uh, hmm. uh we are we are doing the uh the quote unquote good one yes because most of these are are rated very low yes um had you seen this before? It ha- I'm sorry, no. It has a. it is number 55 on our list.
1: Yeah, I have that in my notes with a bunch of exclamation marks next to it.
0: Yeah, we're going to have a talk about that one.
1: Yes, yes we are. It has
0: a 96% Rotten Tomatoes score with a 62% audience score. Uh, hmm. Had you seen this before?
1: I had not. I think this one got buried in all the other La Llorona's.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It definitely was, I remember seeing that this was coming out, I think. Yes. But now I can't remember if it was this one or one of the other ones. I thought one of them was like a, a Conjuring spinoff.
1: Yeah. Or like a Paranormal
0: Activity spinoff or something.
1: I, I had kind of gotten that vibe as well. I know one of them is James Wan, right?
0: I thought Isn't so. Isn't The
1: Curse of La Llorona uh, James, James Wan?
0: Curse of La Llorona.
1: Produced uh, by...
0: It might be a produced by. He didn't direct it or write it. Uh, eh, 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 all cast and crew. <laughs> this is riveting audio. It always is. Uh, <laughs> yep, James Wan. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd heard. I'd heard about that one, and that one seemed much more Americanized. <laughs> yes. And I think was much less well received.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, it does not seem to be very good. Mm -hmm. Does star Linda Cardellini, who I, um, has always been kind of a, uh, oh, oh, it's her in movies. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching Dead to Me. Have you ever watched Dead to Me? No. Really good. She is amazing. Huh. Yeah. Cool. So.
1: (laughs) Good night, folks. Congratulations
0: (laughs) to her on a, on a good, good career. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, uh, I had not seen this. I, really did not know what it was about yeah um
1: which is actually easy to do even if you're familiar with the the, the general folklore mm-hmm. of la gerona because mm-hmm. it's not exactly the story right It it is and it isn't
0: yeah it's uh we'll Go get now. into that a little bit to the best of our ability but yeah um we're gonna take a quick break and play you the trailer and put some subtitles on that trailer for you probably so you're welcome <laughs> And uh, we'll be right back. Lo que se quedó atrás está atrás. No penses en eso. Que no te afecte. Yo
1: a alguien llorar. Hay que a y cogen, que se cogen y se Los sirvientes se quieren ir. Todos tienen miedo. Este encierro nos está enfermando. <risa> Mi papá ti te contaba todo. Te
0: prohibo pensar eso. <risa> Es una invasión. ¿Cuándo nos irán a dejar en paz? ¡De mi arriba el cuarto! ¡Chica, carnal! ¡Chica, chica! ¡Chica, chica!
1: ¡Chica, chica! ¡Chica, chica! chica 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 chica
0: Okay, La Llorona, bo- directed by Yairo Bustamante, written by Yairo Bustamante and Lisandro Sanchez, starring Maria Mercedes Co- Corey, Sabrina de la Host, Margarita Canific, Julio Diaz, Maria T- Talon, and lots of guilt frogs.
1: <laughs> I like guilt frogs.
0: I also want to apologize. I have seen movies from other countries before. Yes. I'm not. I. I apologize for sounding like this is the first time I ever seen words on the screen when I watch a movie.
1: I mean, in my, in my, in our defense, I don't think we can ever pronounce anything as poorly as we pronounced the Korean names.
0: Yeah. The Finnish names came came close. Yes. The Finnish
1: names as well. So we'll do we will do our best. We are trying. (laughs)
0: Uh, Amanda, what happens in La Uh,
1: Let me find it. An aging paranoid war criminal, protected by his faithful wife, faces death while being haunted by the ghosts of his past.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much.
1: Yeah. There is there were a bunch more spoilery summaries.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh out there. But I, I tried to go for the one that leaves a little mystery to be had.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's uh that's pretty solid. Yeah. I did when I was looking this up, I did keep seeing in, like, the first couple lines, something mm-hmm. something war criminal. And I was like, I this is, I had no idea what this is about. So <laughs> I'm excited.
1: Yeah. So what was this about, Clay? <laughs>
0: well, there are there things that we found in this movie?
1: No, there are no things that we found. Um, Well, there are a few things that we found. Yes. Would, would you like to hear them?
0: Please. <laughs> Por favor.
1: There you go. Uh, Grandpa's secret armory. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was uh um kind of expecting there to be uh, before I knew what this is about when that armory opened up, I was mm-hmm. expecting to see at least one swastika, but
1: <laughs> You don't need those.
0: No, you don't. You they, really don't. They really got it covered in this. Yeah. yeah. Uh
1: you'll also find frog coercion.
0: Yes. If you ever want to draw, this is uh, uh if you ever want to get a little girl, this is going to sound bad, but, um
1: <laughs> which is why we're making you say it. <laughs>
0: just if you ever want to get draw someone out of a house just hold a frog up to their face like mostly a child mostly a child uh just hold a frog up to their face they'll yeah. follow you literally anywhere
1: Yeah, just gently stroke a frog and make hard eye contact with them and, yes. and you'll be like the pied piper yeah yeah uh you'll also find geriatric boners yeah
0: good for him <laughs>
1: Good for the genocidal yeah, war criminal you know, still being able to get it up.
0: He's got COPD. He's on his last legs. He can still, you know.
1: He's on his last three
0: legs. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't look that sorry, bad. Sorry,
1: sorry. Um, La Llorona, the swim coach.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. Questionable technique. Yeah. But.
1: Effective results. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what else can you ask for? <laughs> she's like a She's like a Russian gymnastics coach. Yeah. 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 Tough. She'll push you to the breaking point, but you'll win that gold medal.
1: There you go. Uh, And uh, I don't even know if questionable parenting covers it.
0: No, not particularly.
1: I like this one is like, like just like fucked up parenting in a different way than I think anything else we've encountered.
0: Yeah, it's question, you know, because questionable
1: feels questionable feels like both. The wrong word and almost too light a word because these people raised their child with all of the material comforts. You know, they're they're now adult daughter. Right. They raised her with all of the the material comforts one could ask for. On
0: the one hand, great parenting.
1: Right. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's one, you know, with the bloods of thousands, blood of thousands of dead people.
0: That's questionable parenting. Yeah.
1: Right. Who they've kind of disdained.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. She seems pretty, I mean,
1: Yeah, Natalia? Yeah, aside yeah.
0: from the possibly disappeared husband.
1: <laughs> right, which is heavily implied that yeah. uh that, that general Papa Don Enrique got rid Papa, of Papa something. Yeah.
0: Um she, she, yes. yes. So, La Llorona. Um I as I said had no idea what this was about. I had mm-hmm. not heard of the actual folklore. Yeah. Um can you Give us a breakdown at all about what the folklore is?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can give at least like a very um big white white person summary of it. Um so La Llorona means like the weeping woman or mm-hmm. the wailing woman and it's like it's it's really fascinating because it's one of these kind of um like apocryphal like folk tales that is just there's like it's it's regionally it varies but the basics of it are the same.
0: Like cheese sticks? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> like all through Mexico and Central America and parts of South America, mm-hmm. there's some variation on this myth. Sure. And historically, it goes back really far. Like it goes back like pre colonial times, but it really catches on after the conquistadors come mm. because there's like historical people who, depending on your position in history, Either they were the mistresses and temptresses Mm -hmm. who kind of betrayed their people and hooked up with these conquistadors or they were kidnapped and sold into slavery and, and like, you know, sexually abused and forced to bear their children. Mm -hmm. But it becomes this female figure who in different versions of the folklore, either she murders her own children. Oh, Oh, Yeah, that's. I was surprised going into this because, spoiler alert, that's not the version of the myth we get in this one. Yeah. The one I knew and the one I'd heard the most um, commonly is some variation on a woman either kills her children to punish her husband Mm -hmm. or has some sort of extramarital affair and has children from that and can't let... People know because it's shameful, or the man she had the affair with comes back to take the children away from her mm-hmm. and rather than lose them, she kills them.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And then realizing what she's done for whatever reason, she is so overcome with with horror and grief at her own actions, she then drowns herself too. Oh and because she is a, she's a murderer, a murderer and a suicide, she cannot go to heaven mm-hmm. So she's trapped, and that's why. She it, it appears as a ghost. She wanders around. You can hear her crying. She's typically associated with water because of the drownings. Mm. Um, and she'll like yell, I mis hijos, which mm-hmm. is uh, my, my children. Ah, She's crying okay. for her children. And over time, she kind of becomes this boogeyman figure for kids where it's like, don't wander too far. Don't play by bodies of water. You know, don't disobey your parents mm-hmm. or La Llorona will come and take you. Because she's looking for kids.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that's the more common version. But there is definitely a version where someone else comes in and kills her children. And then kills her.
0: Okay. Because, yeah, that's definitely the version they're going forward. with this.
1: Yes. Yes. Which is, in, again, I think it does tie back, like, historically. Because there are a lot of different periods in history where some of these women... Who were taken as concubines mm. by like Spanish invaders or by right wing dictators and genocidal maniacs who did not have a choice. It was the only way they could survive. But mm. because they were on the surface, seemed to be treated well. You know, they were safe. They had food. They had nice clothes. It was seen as they were complicit.
0: Sure. Instead of yeah. victims. Yeah.
1: And so there's this weird sway back and forth in this myth mm. where at different times the woman is some sort of monstrous person who needs to be punished Mm. for what she did in life. And this is her punishment. But then there's the version where she is a victim.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah. I, hmm. A folklore figure who is both vengeance demon and also, I should say victim and perpetrator. Yeah. That's really fascinating.
1: Yeah. She's on, she's on one hand, she's the boogeyman. And on the other hand, she's this really pathetic kind of pitiful Figure,
0: like Jason, yeah, just like Jason, <laughs>
1: just like Jason, <laughs> tied to body of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's America's La jorona
0: Is La Jourona? Is that? Does that mean Jason?
1: <laughs> it's close. I'm sorry, Euro.
0: No, yeah. um Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I, I've never really heard of it. I'm sure there's are plenty of folklore characters that maybe do that but i've never Mm. heard of that before that's that's very cool um yeah this movie is i think i guess like my question is would i have liked it more if i knew that because Mm. this is a this is a strange movie to me because as i was watching it i found it to be um good yeah the filmmaking is is very cool the photography is very cool it's beautiful it's a a bit slow. Yes, and I feel like my biggest um, uh, criticism is that I feel like there needed to be a little bit more variation in 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 tempo. Sure, because it's all very deliberate, at kind of the same pace throughout yeah. the whole movie, even Lots at the of end. Lingering
1: when, shots of just people's faces,
0: which you know, I love. I love that stuff, but yeah, I I kept kind of waiting for the ball to get rolling a bit yeah and it does but it's 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 yeah. more of a slow movement than a roll um however mm-hmm. all of the stuff that's non-horror movie expectation stuff yeah is very interesting yeah as far as not even the stuff that they are giving you directly but so much of the stuff that they're implying yes and the dynamics that they're exploring which are um done in a in a a very um uh in a way that they kind of like throw it at you and just kind of let you take it in yep um very very interesting
1: yeah that was one of my favorite things about this movie i think is that it doesn't spoon feed you anything Mm. really but it's pretty dense like like the interactions between people and these kind of quiet, subtle moments are very meaningful. Like ev- right. everything was clearly put in there for a reason. It's very, very intentionally done. Um, like one of the first things I I, I kind of cottoned on to, it, you know, it, it was an interesting movie to watch because it's all in, in Spanish and Cachical, mm-hmm. which is the, the Mayan language mm-hmm. or one of the like indigenous languages that the... Um, the house staff speak um, and Alma and um, what is her name? Valeriana. Mm. Um, but the but if you're watching it, if you don't speak Spanish and you're watching it with subtitles, it can be tough to tell when, if you don't know like how Spanish sounds, when they're switching languages. Right. But there are moments where the house staff speaks in Cachical in front of the family mm-hmm. and the family don't speak it.
0: Yeah, I completely. You pointed that out when yeah. it was happening, but I completely missed that because, yeah. like, I, I, I recognized, I could tell there was something different in the languages, and mm-hmm. they do in the subtitles sometimes tell you when the switch is happening. Yes, but like, I didn't. I, I had, I did not realize. What that language was called, or uh-huh. that this was happening, so I didn't know what the hell they were trying to tell me. Yeah, but uh, um, I, I could tell the difference with the languages because they do sound different. Mm-hmm. But I- unless you had mentioned that, I don't even think I would have caught on to what was going on.
1: Yeah, it's it's and that's
0: not a failure of the movie. That's just my ignorant ass.
1: No, it's and it's just it's interesting because I know if if you speak Spanish and you were watching this, you would notice that right away. Obviously, mm-hmm. it would be yeah. it would be the same as you know, if this were a movie that was set in America and the family hired people who were, you know, Brazilian and spoke Brazilian Portuguese mm-hmm. and the family didn't, yeah. like you'd notice that right away when right, all right. of, you know, the staff started speaking Portuguese to one I like other. that
0: you searched for Portuguese and not just, you know, Spanish. because.
1: <laughs> well, because I feel like enough people in America are familiar with Spanish. Yeah, if you're might...
0: making this movie, they wouldn't be. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But that is actually... Literally
0: the, the, any other language. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that does kind of lead me into like, that tells you something about this family. Right, yeah. Um, and people of their sort of social status, where there is no pressure on them to learn Kachikel. And all of the indigenous people have had to learn Spanish. Right. Like, they have to be bilingual just right. to make their way in the world, because nobody in a position of power is going to bother to learn their language, even right. during the trial the woman who comes in to kind of give testimony about what happened to her they have to have a translator mm-hmm. because none of the people who are you know on the panel or the, the the jury the judge uh they don't speak it
0: right yeah 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 i man i really like that that um uh testimony sequence too mm. like the 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 camera moves and it's kind of there's one camera move that they go back to quite a bit, which yeah. is a very, very, very slow push in or pull out. Yeah. And they use it pretty effectively because this movie is um, very deliberate and it's very composed. Yes. Like the shots that they're giving you are uh, very specifically um, composed, almost like a painting. Yeah. And, the
1: framing is very precise. Yeah. All the angles that you're getting. And, How far or close you are from a subject, yeah. Yeah,
0: and that scene, the the uh, testimony scene, mm-hmm. is very visually striking because all of the uh, indigenous women who are there yes. in the courtroom... Are wearing this amazing, uh, yeah, like, uh, colored veil.
1: Yes, like beautifully embroidered. <clears throat> like yeah, very rich textured fabric.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's just it starts very close on the woman who's giving the testimony, and then kind of just pulls out very very slowly to show yeah. you the rest of the room, and it's uh, it's it's an interesting. Um, th- they might go back to the well one too many times a bit, sure, but I do think that that. Um, technique does actually bring you in bring your focus in Mm -hmm. because uh, the one the other time that they use it that I thought was very effective was when it's just the mother and the daughter sitting in among the empty chairs yes talking about uh, after after the father's been convicted yep and the mother is basically trying to convince her that it's all bullshit right like half-heartedly convince her yeah, um, it's
1: a, it's very the lady do- doth protest too much.
0: Yeah, and it, well, yeah. I think that's one of the really interesting things too. Is like yeah. her character, I found very compelling. Yeah, because, Carmen. Yeah, because she is sticking by her husband mm-hmm. because that's the thing you do. Yep. But I don't necessarily know if she believes he's innocent. Mm. But I also don't think she has any respect for the people. The Correct. indigenous people, yeah. because yeah. she talks pretty shittily about. She doesn't them.
1: respect them, but she also doesn't respect him. <clears throat>
0: right? <laughs> yeah. She's
1: e- equal equal opportunity disrespectful. Yes. Um. But just going back for just a second to that shot where sure. the um the indigenous woman is giving the testimony. I one of the things I love about that shot, especially, is like as that camera pulls away from her face to sort of reveal the crowd behind her. Mm. The room is very very dark. Yeah, there's no light you can't see any windows um and the women behind her are also in the same like traditional dress but the crowd kind of keeps going several rows back Mm. and and off to the sides but then it's all just black yeah and he does that a couple times too in in this movie and i feel like it really works where it sort of gives this sense of there's no knowing how many more people are back there sure. because you can't see all the way to the walls. Yeah. It's just dark. And so it, it gives this sort of like, it's both claustrophobic, but it also leaves so much to your imagination right. of just yeah. like, where is this taking place? Like what kind of place is this? How many people are here on behalf of their loved ones or themselves? Mm. Um, He does a similar thing where much later in the movie um not natalia and her mother are sitting on the stairs in the (laughs) house in the night Mm. and eventually every other people have been there but slowly everybody kind of goes their own ways and then in the end it's just natalia sitting in the middle of the stairs and everything around her like this those stairs and her lit up and then everything around her is like black yeah and it's just such this great it's almost like this like vignette like, portrait of somebody. Excuse me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I found myself while I was watching... I almost kind of want to go back and watch this again Mm -hmm. because I found myself watching it with more... the word i'm looking for hacky expectations i guess
1: <laughs> because because of what the other movies had been sort of known to be well no i and... mean you know
0: 55th scariest greatest horror movie of all time yeah. supposedly yeah um and You're
1: expecting a few more jump scares no and... i think
0: i was just expecting so the the deliberate so what i didn't find about this movie that i have found about other movies that are kind of similarly similarly styled Mm-hmm. Is I didn't find myself. Um, I didn't find that the the darkness was drawing me in and, and making my brain go nuts. Like, mm. like I've said, like maybe in like in the innocence and those kind of where it's like sure they're try where those movies are trying to use this negative space or unoccupied space to activate your own imagination. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like that's what they were going for in this. Yeah, and. I, I think I was, the when I saw the way it was being shot, I think I was thinking it was going to be more like, you know, like the way Hereditary was shot or something.
1: Sure, like the Innkeepers or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it
0: wasn't. And that's not the movie's fault, obviously. Um, well, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's just yeah. I, I was, I don't know if I was totally clicked into what they were doing. Sure. Until like maybe a little bit more into the movie. Yeah. And so I was kind of. I hate to say this, but I was kind of watching it, going like, "Okay, when's the scary stuff going to happen?"
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, where's the ghost?
0: <clears throat> yeah, and when yeah. Uh, when the girl mo- when the girl moves in uh-huh. and uh, the first night she goes to bed and she hangs oh. her head off yes. upside down, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, here we go." Yeah. But then it was just very deliberate after that, which is fine. Yeah. But I, it was just it, it took me a bit to kind of click into the vibe of this and how how uh, deliberately stylized it was going to be.
1: Yeah, so I I, want to just like skim the plot really quick. Sure. Which is, you're dropped in as the viewer with this family, this wealthy family in Guatemala. Mm. And the patriarch of the family, who is elderly, is the general, General Enrique, who is being tried for genocidal war crimes. And his family is there to support him. He gets convicted. The conviction gets overturned
0: very minor minor plot point that they overturn the conviction like yeah yeah
1: it's it's kind of just snuck in there
0: very important plot point but very very important
1: plot point um up to this point this is actually what happened in real life okay this is this is partially based on a true story there was um god i hope i wrote i hope i wrote his name down uh efrain rios mont okay he was in Guatemala. He was one of, a, of several dictators, um, part of like different military juntas and stuff. Uh, he oversaw like the bloodiest part of the fighting between these extreme right wing, militant military dictatorships mm. and Marxist rebels.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Um,
1: yeah. In like the early eighties, he was mm-hmm. president for like a year, and then he was ousted by another military junta. As you do. As you do. But he survives it all. He survives it all. He becomes like a like a senator or or, or a politician of some sort for, you know, on and off for most of the rest of his life. And then in. Yeah. In 2013, this happened. He was tried really for war crimes and genocide. He was convicted. And then the conviction was overturned. He was supposed to be retried and it never happened. And he died in 2018 at the age of like ninety one. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's wild. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So I I thought that was fascinating that, you know, this is clearly like a director who is from this part of the world. Right. Who has had, you know, probably family and friends and all sorts of people who were directly affected. I mean, this happened in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, totally. This was not that long ago. So I found that really interesting that it, it cleaves so closely to a real person and then it kind of almost becomes it's not like a revenge fantasy, mm. but you know, Don, Don Enrique for the rest of the movie kind of suffers, you know, like
0: sure. Yeah. He,
1: he, he, he kind of, he gets his comeuppance in the end. So in, in a way it is sort of like a movie that's trying to impose justice where it didn't happen in the real world.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the interesting things about this as well is it kind of dances on that line of, is this a ghost or is this just. Yes. It's, 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 uh, it's very, it's kind of, uh, it's got a lot of Macbeth in it, I think. Yeah. Where it's kind of, um, is this supernatural occurrences or is mm-hmm. this just the extreme guilt being too heavy on the people who, on the perpetrators? Because you've got the, uh, Carmen, his wife. Yep. <clears throat> who has positioned herself as, um, as we had talked about as being not particularly, uh, caring about the, (laughs) not
1: particularly sympathetic towards the indigenous people.
0: And she's calling these women who claimed they were raped. She's calling whores and prostitutes and stuff. Yet she is having these dreams where she is literally in the shoes of the women that were tortured by this millet, by her husband. Yeah. And And by the shoes you mean barefoot, but yes, by the bare feet in the bare feet. (laughs) Uh, and you could argue that it is the vengeful spirit of La Llorona mm-hmm. it, who has taken the form of this girl Alma. Yep. Or maybe she's just yeah. having s- stressful guilt dreams about what yeah. she knows her husband was part of. Um, And I think they blur the line relatively well uh once all the ghosts start showing up at the end, it yeah. gets, a, gets a little bit more black and white. But even there, it's like, are these literal ghosts or is this just, right? are these guilt ghosts?
1: Yeah, and I, I, I do think that's an interesting thing that the movie does where it plays with that sort of, how much of this is actually happening and how much yeah. of this is supernatural and how much of the the stuff that's supernatural can be attributed to a spirit like a specific spirit or a general like national trauma that Mm. has to, has to come through somehow or these specific to the family around the general where it's sort of like, okay, maybe you weren't the one who made these orders or shot these people or and killed these children, but you just sort of sat next to him while he did.
0: Right. Like
1: you took all the money he had and lived a very lavish, comfortable life with it in safety and security mm-hmm. and didn't do anything to stop it and never spoke up. So like, yeah, there's, there's that, that sort of question of like, what does it mean? Like who, who's, who is guilty? Who carries the guilt? How much guilt should they have? Is it just as bad to be complicit as it is to be the person who did it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, um, what did you, what did you, take to be the relationship between alma and the daughter what's the girl sarah name? the little sarah, girl, little girl. Yeah, yeah sarah um because alma really didn't have any nothing i remember anyway didn't really have that much interaction with sarah's mother natalia is that her name they
1: had like one conversation
0: i when i, I say yeah. interaction i mean like ghostly interaction like right she, she wasn't having any guilt dreams no. or she wasn't having any No she
1: wasn't hearing crying women downstairs yeah. while she was trying to sleep.
0: But still her but her daughter was being for lack of a better term used or targeted if you will. Yeah. Um by Alma.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's an interesting question because I can you can I I can see it in both directions. I can see that she's sort of using Sarah in the end, to sort of push the family to the to the brink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, I think there's a genuine affection there. I, th- I think she misses her own children, mm. and she had a daughter of her own, and I think there's a lot of sort of... It might be misguided, but a caring there, because she's the whole thing she's doing is she's teaching her how to hold her breath longer.
0: Right.
1: And her kids were drowned. Right. So it is this sort of reaction against you know, my children died this way. I don't want any other children to die this way. So I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how to hold your breath so you can survive this. But yeah, at the same time, the only reason Sarah ends up in the pool towards the end of the movie and getting shot at by, by her grandfather, who's going crazy with his secret armory um, is because Alma was, was teaching her this.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 It is interesting that the mother becomes kind of like a non-factor in all of this though. As far like because she's she's really the only character who's not directly affected by, and I mean I mean yeah. you could argue that I don't know but you you could argue that the she is technically a victim if you want yep. to assume that Sarah's father who is not in the picture yes. and who is at one point a reporter asks where's her father
1: yeah yeah the 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 thing about Natalia's. A husband or partner i don't I don't remember if they ever said they were married but definitely the fa- sarah's father um there's like breadcrumbs throughout the movie mm-hmm. about him like it, it's it's fascinating to me because other than um letona who is the bodyguard there are no other men in the household
0: right yeah there's
1: lettona and there's the general and then he's surrounded by women
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I found that really interesting because I think this movie did a good job of of highlighting the ways in which like women and children in the kind of conflicts that were happening in Guatemala were this horrific collateral damage. Mm. You know, they had they they were not the ones going off to fight on either side. They were just the ones left defenseless who got slaughtered. Right. Yeah. And I feel like this movie does a good job of like putting their concerns and experiences in the forefront without it being this super like beat you over the head with like but the women are the victims you know (laughs) Like, there's it's more subtle than that um but yeah it it, it does make it interesting that his his adult the general's adult daughter just yeah she becomes sort of not a player in any of it i i sort of expected her to be
0: yeah yeah she doesn't she's I mean, I I think that she is important because through her, you're kind of learning. She's the the focal point to get these character bits out of her father and out of her mother regarding yeah. what was going on because she's she seems pretty sure her dad did all this stuff. Even even if she's she's kind yeah. of like debating it a bit with it, seems like she's she's she knows what's going on. But. Yeah
1: but doesn't want to admit it to herself either really because they, they actually, yeah. Going, going back to the talk about her husband, um, the, the journalist asks, where is he? Mm -hmm. And then she has a conversation with her dad where she's sort of like, well, you, why, like, why did you never like Carlos? Mm -hmm. Like what happened to him? And the general sort of like, no, no, no. It wasn't like that. He, he must've just left. Yeah. And she's like, what? (laughs) And then later on, when she talks to Alma, like she kind of questions Alma about like what happened to your kids, what happened to the your the the father of your of your kids? Did he leave you? Like cause she was like, oh, do you know where he is? And she said, no, I don't know where he is. And he's like, oh, well, then he left you. Mm. And Alma kind of turns it around on her and said, well, well, did Sarah's father leave you?
0: Right. And
1: she's like, oh, I don't know yeah it's like yeah because your dad might have had him disappeared
0: i actually found myself wondering if if sarah's father might have been native Mm. but i mean i feel like if that was the case it would be pretty clear why her dad didn't like him yeah um but uh it was just one of the things i was thinking oh maybe he's a native and the father killed him or something
1: yeah yeah or he's just like a lefty
0: yeah (laughs) that's possible too Yeah, yeah he could be he could be politically yeah uh um on different sides. Yeah. Um Yeah, it, this reminded me a bit of uh some of Guillermo del Toro's stuff. Like um Yeah. The Devil's Backbone or Pan's, La- Pan's Labyrinth more than anything else, yeah. given given the way it's tied to uh specifically um, tied to historical things specific to to the area where the filmmakers from. Um And I think it's handled in a very uh, in. Well, let's back up a second. Sure. Did you like this movie?
1: <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. I I I did feel as though there was a bit of a barrier to entry, mm-hmm. like all the stuff I I said about Mont. Like I looked that up after the movie. Mm-hmm because I was like this feels like it's based off of something
0: yeah I before, before we started I, I asked you was this all this stuff was real and you're like yeah and I was like yeah I, that's yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you make this up for the sake of a movie
1: right right like it's it's and it's definitely a widespread thing that happened throughout like Central and like Mexico and Central and South America where like you know at plenty of different times throughout history, somebody swooped in and said to all the indigenous people like time to die (laughs) and 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 massacred massacred a bunch of people um so i i did like this movie it was definitely different than what i was expecting yeah i was expecting a sort of probably what the curse of la llorona is Mm -hmm. more similar to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where i'm guessing it's like you move into a house and it's haunted by a weeping woman who's all wet and keeps trying to kill your kids <laughs> like that's more that's like- just
0: when my mother in-law stays uh. over. Whomp, whomp. <laughs> um yeah i i i agree i I liked it. I thought it was I've been saying this a lot lately hmm. <clears throat> because this is kind of like an a new way that I've been trying to interact with things oh um but i I did like this hmm. but what <laughs> the thing I've been saying lately is I, I thought it was really good. Yeah. But I didn't like it. Mm. And that doesn't fully apply here. But it's the same kind of thing where it's like, I thought this was really good. Like, it was a, sure. it was a very well-made movie. Yeah. But it didn't grab me as much as I was hoping it would. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think, given that it's so high on the list, I was expecting it to grab me a bit more. Yeah. However, I did find myself thinking about it quite a bit after. And mm. in, in a way that, like, was kind of similar to the way I was thinking about we're all going to the World's Fair. Sure. Where they're kind of just giving you the outskirts of some situations. Yeah. And kind of letting you dive into them a bit more yourself.
1: Yeah. and Fill in the blanks. Yeah. On your own. And and, and with your own interpretation of things. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I think this movie does that in several places. I think one of the interesting places it does that is with the protesters. Yes. Yes. Outside of the house, Um, because the family ends up effectively trapped in the house Mm -hmm. um, by this huge crowd of protesters who are are chanting and singing and, and, you know, banging on instruments and things, um, throwing rocks into the house with missing persons posters on them. And then they start to, I think Alma and Sarah first notice it. And then maybe Natalia does too. That some of the people's faces on the posters are people yeah. in the crowd.
0: At first, when they were doing that, I thought the person that they were seeing mm-hmm. was uh, Natalia's husband.
1: Oh, but interesting.
0: That's just me. Not that was yeah. before I understood what the scene was. But yeah. But yes, yeah. That that becomes very interesting when they start seeing the people on the posters in the crowd. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then eventually the crowd, the crowd doesn't leave. It stays, but it goes totally silent. Yeah. Like there's a scene where Carmen goes out onto like a balcony or something, and Natalia kind of goes to retrieve her, and when she does, she realizes that Carmen's looking down, staring at the crowd, and the crowd is just staring back up at her. Mm. Nobody's moving and nobody's saying anything. And that's where I start to think, like, was this crowd ever there?
0: Right. Yep.
1: Were they ghosts all along? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are we getting sixth sensed by this crowd of protesters? Mm -hmm. Um
0: Well, that's the secret. All protests actually ghosts. ghosts actually ghosts, yeah,
1: I knew it, um, but I think it's interesting that it kind of leaves the room for that that you 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 could yeah. you could kind of argue it either way, especially
0: when those people in that you're seeing in the crowd start showing up in a ghostly capacity, yes, on the compound
1: <laughs> yes, at night, directly outside of your back window, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah,, silent and dark,
0: yeah, um, I think one of the the big uh, most impressive things about this movie is how big it makes it feel mm. but how small it actually is. Yeah. for instance, um, there's a great scene, probably my favorite scene just from like a filmmaking standpoint mm. when they are bringing the they're bringing the the general home, I uh-huh. think it's home from the hospital yes and so they're in the ambulance and they're talking they've got a bulletproof vest on they're talking about what to expect Mm. and then slowly you start hearing people smacking the side of the van yep and it gets louder and more hands and louder and louder and And you're in the ambulance within the entire time yes and then at a certain point the, the the swat guys open the back door onto this crowd of people yeah and it really gives you the impression that there's like like a thousand people there yeah when i think you're probably only actually seeing maybe 50 to 100 right you know and it's i think they do a really good job with the, the sound design yeah of the constant noise of the crowd outside makes it feel really big yeah the um that that sh- the um the scene with the the woman testifying about the atrocities yes yes Again, makes it feel very big, but there's probably yeah. maybe only a hundred people in that shot. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, it's kind of these these shots that are crafted so that you never quite see the edges of 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 the thing.
0: yeah, yeah, and it, I think it goes a long way.
1: yeah, I do too.
0: Um, oh, one of the things I was gonna I was gonna mention is uh, how interesting the, the different scenes of praying were. Yes. Because the movie opens with this long, slow pullback from Carmen in a circle of people praying in an extremely creepy way. In
1: a circle of women.
0: Yes. Which I think is probably why I was thinking, oh, this is going to be like hereditary or something because it's similar (laughs) vibes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because she's saying everything very quickly and very softly. Yeah. And she keeps saying things like, protect us, protect us, come to us, come to us, help us, help us. like she's she's not praying the our father or something like a common christian or catholic prayer
0: yeah and and it's presented in this way that's kind of unnerving and especially as the first shot of this movie yeah and then later on when um valeriana yes uh there's a scene where she has a a prayer scene
1: yeah she's got a couple
0: where she just kind of like lights a candle says some prayers and then that's it. It's like not yeah. a big deal. And that's the one that sends the ghost. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it is it is it is interesting how they depict those two scenes of essentially the same thing very yeah. differently. Because I mean, obviously, I think the big difference is they're praying for different reasons.
1: Well, and I, I think the two that I really want to compare are actually the very first sequence and the the last praying
0: sequence. Which I, I don't remember specifically which one was the last one.
1: So by that point, um Latona, the 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 bodyguard, mm. has been guided oh, off yes. I
0: remember now, by yes. two
1: small ghost children, yeah, he, he never to be seen again. No, I think he gets taken. Probably. I yeah. think he goes he goes to live with the ghosts. Um and the, the general has shot Sarah in the pool. Mm-hmm. Like everything has just started going kinda kinda nuts. There's frogs everywhere, there's ghosts on the back lawn.
0: Our pets' heads are falling off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so they gather all the candles they can in the house Mm -hmm. and they, they, the women kind of make a circle and, uh, Valeriana leads them in a prayer, but it's kind of the opposite of the prayer that Carmen does at the beginning. Yeah. Cause Carmen's prayer at the beginning is to protect Enrique. It's, it's to protect him so that she's praying for a good outcome from, for them, for the, from the trial. um, And at the end, in the end, it's so it starts led by Carmen and then it ends led by Valeriana, Mm -hmm. who's an indigenous woman. And instead of praying for Don Enrique to to be protected, she's begging for herself and the other women. Mm. And she's saying, whatever Don Enrique did to you, we did not do it. Mm. Like, we're not guilty. You know, we're innocent of this if you need help from us, we will help you. We will, we will do what we can to help you, but please don't punish us for what right. he did.
0: And why should we have to teach this in our schools?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I find that really fascinating because in both cases, they, they, it ends up with these women holding hands in a circle, mm. but they're kind of polar opposite visually and in, intention wise and emotionally. Mm. Like when Carmen's leading her prayer, it's kind of creepy and and unnerving cuz she's whispering and the shot is very suspenseful and intense, but the people in the scene are all very quiet and serious yeah. and, and and very calm. And then in the end praying scene, they are like crying. Yeah. <laughs> They're not done up ready to go to court. They're like in their pajamas. They've kind of already gone through a lot physically in that night, and and they've they, everything's just kind of falling apart. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting kind of full circle moment.
0: Yeah, definitely. I had forgotten that it ends with the same kind of prayer circle as it starts with. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a very, uh, you know, this is an interesting one because I was going to ask you. Mm. This is number fifty-five, on the. Rotten Tomatoes 200 Best Horror Movies of All Time list. Yeah, um, I was kind of feeling coming into this. Is there an argument that this is not even a horror movie? But I think I think it is. Yeah. But I, it's a weird classification to make because I feel like it almost works better as something else. as like a draw, because like, I because I yeah. find the, the 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 context and the subject matter and the uh, different. Um, uh the class struggles and stuff like that to be very interesting yeah um i guess i mean it has to be a harm. I i don't really well, know what i'm trying to say
1: well can i say that the movie i kind of st- have started comparing it to in my head the more i think about it is um the movie parasite i was
0: just thinking the same yeah. thing yes
1: yeah because I, I i full disclosure i didn't enjoy parasite really that's one of those ones where what you were saying is like i understand this is a good movie and i appreciate it for that but i did not like it Mm -hmm. that applies for me to parasite yeah um but yeah i think i think there is a lot of this sort of like similar because you know people tried repeatedly to bill parasite as a scary movie to me
0: yeah i don't know how i'd classify parasite i think it's more of a thriller.
1: <laughs> the question mark you put on the end of that is very appropriate. It's
0: a driller. It's a a driller killer. It's a it's a drama thriller. Yeah. A drama. Oh, you will. a drama. Yes, really are there.
1: Um but I feel like this comes kind of close. I I think it's more of a horror movie. It is, yeah. Because it it takes the folklore mm-hmm. and there are definitely unexplained happenings that occur in in this movie. Yeah. In a way that it doesn't in in Parasite. In Parasite there's lots of tension and suspense. Um but in this one there are there's there are scenes that you can very much argue this is supernatural. Like the supernatural interpretation yeah. is there for you. Yes. Yeah. Throughout this movie. There's nothing really staking it fully contradictory. Like nope Alma was just some girl who needed a job. Right. It's like, no, she's pretty clearly a ghost. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree. I, I do think... Did you find it to be scary?
1: I found it to be tense.
0: Yeah, tense is a, is a good way to put it. And
1: and suspenseful and like atmospheric, and I love all that stuff. I don't think I was ever... I wasn't scared scared in the way that I typically want to be with scary movies mm. the the thing with this movie is the horror of it comes from the fact that the things that happen yeah are to these people to the indigenous people are based in real life right like yeah. that's the horror part of it yeah is is it's the same thing as the horror of watching you know World War II movies when they go to concentration camps and they right, find people yeah. who have been dehumanized and horribly tormented and, and murdered that's horrifying mm. but it's not like a scary movie horrifying and i think that's with with this movie kind mm. of the, the tension there that there's not like you know a little little like you're the you're the ring style ghost that Alma very, very easily could have become with the long yes. black hair yeah. hanging in front of her face. It's funny because
0: when they did that one shot of her hanging upside down, that was yeah. obviously the first thing I thought. Yeah. But I don't, and I was kind of like, okay, here we go. But I yeah. also kind of wasn't expecting them to go that route. I don't really know because it didn't really seem like that's, it's just a strange, it's a very strange tone in this movie, I guess yeah. is what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, because would you, do you think you would have liked it if the movie had gone full Samara in the ring? She's she's coming around the corner dripping wet. I
0: I don't know because I feel like what the movie is trying to do goes beyond straight up. Let's get some revenge on people who committed genocide. Yeah, like this. This is a lot more about. I, I feel like it's a lot more about, um, really shedding a light on it. Yeah, more than it is. Let's punch some Nazis and, f- <laughs> right. and feel great about it. You know, right? Like I, when the guy gets choked to death by his own wife at the end after she has a ghost-induced uh, dream where she watches her children get drowned Yeah, and uh Alma gets shot in the head.
1: Well, that's the thing she realizes she is Alma in the dream. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: Um it's not exactly like a stand up and cheer moment when it comes back and she's choked her husband to death.
1: Right. You know? Right.
0: So it's it, it is it is a it is very much a uh I, I don't think a, a ring style kind of like vengeful demon thing would really have been appropriate for the story they're telling here.
1: I agree. And I think the interesting thing about the ending, too, is that, so, you know, Carmen chokes Enrique to death and then it cuts to his funeral. Mm-hmm. And he still has the big state funeral.
0: You right, know, it's yeah. this this big. They, all, they always do. Of
1: course. Yeah. yeah. Well, because his conviction was overturned. Except, He's except
0: uh, Gaddafi. I don't think he <laughs> got one. <laughs>
1: Um, but at the end of the funeral, one of the other generals from, from that age goes into the men's room Mm -hmm. and eventually ends up alone in the men's room and he's trying to use a urinal and he starts hearing a woman crying Mm -hmm. and the floor starts flooding. Mm -hmm. And so I like that implication because it implies that like, yes, this one man has now paid for his crimes, but there were so many people who Who participated, yeah, and there are therefore so many la Llorona's. right, like Alma's not the only one, yeah, like this you know she was who she
0: is, and she just works really slowly, yeah like one at a time,
1: <laughs> but you know, like she's the specific visage of right, a yeah. of a a woman who Enrique killed, mm-hmm. which then implies that you know there were a lot of women killed by a lot of different awful dudes there. <laughs> So how many kind of La Llorona's are there, really? And they
0: have that great line at the beginning of after that first praying scene. Mm-hmm. I think the first actual line of the movie is one of those generals or someone talking to them saying like, it's something like, make sure make sure to keep your head up. You're a hero, not a villain or something like that.
1: Uh, yeah, not a victim. Yeah. I think. And
0: yeah. at that point, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. But it comes, becomes clear pretty quickly that what's going on it's like yeah this is this is a really interesting setting and story that they're telling yeah and i i would like to watch this again because i think i would i can't i I hate saying that i would like it more because that implies i didn't like it but
1: well you know i think there's also the 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 challenge of watching a movie that's not in a language that you're fluent in mm-hmm. because then you're spending you're spending so much of your time and attention trying to keep up with the subtitles yeah and and parse what people are saying that you miss i think some of the little visual moments yeah, yeah. and you don't have as much free space in your brain to sort of just let the ambiance settle in and kind of s- pay more attention to the little things because you're still trying to parse out like what is everyone saying and who are they saying it to? Because it's a lot harder to do that with, with subtitles than it is when you can just instinctually immediately understand what someone is saying. Yeah,
0: And there's some things that I was trying to catch that like it was moving pretty fast. So the whole thing about uh, like it again, I think it took for you to kind of point it out Mm. um, that their whole servant staff is all native people. Yeah. And, you know, they were talking less themselves, like, they know about La, La Llorona.
1: Yeah. Because they
0: listen to the nap Well,
1: there's even <laughs> there's even a, a little throwaway moment where the first time Don Enrique has gotten up and kind of wandered around at night and then thinks he hears a woman crying and almost mm-hmm. shoots Carmen. Yes. Uh, and they bring him back to bed and, and everyone in the house is in the bedroom. And they're yeah. questioning the staff and they're saying, did you hear a woman crying? And they're all saying, no, we didn't hear her. We didn't hear her. And then they start saying, it's her. It's, you know. And then one of the staff says, when he heard her, how did it sound? And they ask him. Right. And he said, it sounds like it was right in my ear. And they say, oh, well, that's okay then because it means she's far away. Oh, because that's part of the legend.
0: Oh, because I remember, I remember hearing. Yeah. I remember that scene. Yes, and I, and I do remember thinking, like, well, that seems counterintuitive. Yeah,
1: because that that's part of the legend. If you hear her, if if it's if she sounds very close to you, she's not. But if she sounds very far away, that means she's here.
0: That seems needlessly complicated from yeah. a folklore standpoint. But all right, why not? Sure.
1: But that is like a like a common part part of the legend. But if you don't know yeah. that. It it yeah. can take a minute.
0: I and also I did like that after that scene, mm-hmm. all the servants <laughs> <Yeah>. have quit. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. They're like, well, she's still far away, so we have time to yeah. get out of here.
0: <laughs> and they're like, well, no one else is going to hire you, and like, we don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, lady. they're like, fuck. Yeah, good luck. Who cares? Uh, but even as far yeah. as the the servants go, there was that yeah. thing they drop in like one line and never explain, which uh, Valeriana could possibly be Enrique's- Natalia's-
1: yeah, yeah.
0: A, a illegitimate daughter. Yes. Because he had a penchant for you know assaulting native women. Assaulting, yes.
1: <laughs> Which is really interesting to learn because you learn that maybe halfway through the movie. And then if you think back on all of the scenes with the family, Valeriana is kind of always physically positioned with the family mm. and not as much with the servants. Like she she's she's with both mm. in a way that none of the other help are. Yeah. Um, which I find really interesting. There's also a subtle moment that I really liked with Latona, the um, the bodyguard, mm-hmm. where they're at the courtroom and they're kind of taking a break, and he's sitting outside of the courtroom with Natalia, and somebody brings tea, for her mm. or for Natalia, and they hand it to him, and he drinks it first and waits a second, right, and then when he's fine, he hands it to her and says, "Here's your tea,"
0: right, yeah. and it's
1: like, yeah, he's testing for poison,
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's strange because like these are all things that I would love because it is stuff that they don't spend a lot of time explaining
1: nope there's not a big to do about it yeah there she never she doesn't turn to him and say Ugh, you always overreact it's not like anyone's gonna actually right. poison me yeah. which is what an american movie might do
0: yeah <laughs> and i and again i i i want i think i think i would like this more if i watch it again because i think knowing what it is and being able to focus a bit more on what they're showing me yeah i think would go a long way <clears throat>
1: Not looking for a uh, Mike Flanagan style ghosts in the I background. I think I was
0: doing that. Yeah, like, there were some shots where I'm like, "What am I supposed to be looking for?"
1: Right. <laughs> right. Ooh, am, is I that supposed, a face? am I supposed to see little children scurrying around in the background, leaving yeah. little wet footprints? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, oh, would you recommend this?
1: I I would. I I think I would warn anyone I recommended it to that there is a bit of a barrier for entry.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a tough one to say. Like, if yeah. some, I I feel like the the. The, the litmus test we use on some of these movies is if someone came up and said I'm looking for a horror movie to watch what should I watch would your first choice be La yorona from 2019 no not that one <laughs> the other one
1: it would really depend on who said it to me yeah you know like I I could imagine recommending this to like my brother mm-hmm. um either of my brothers actually like I think they would be interested in it because they're both like history buffs and they're really into like you know geopolitical things Mm. um but yeah if i like was the person who worked at the old school blockbuster and (laughs) someone came in and was like hey i want like a horror movie that i haven't seen yet yeah i don't know if this would be the one i i slid across the counter (laughs) at the time
0: i was such i was the the douchebag film jackass that definitely would have done that <laughs> like i remember i remember when I, w- when I was in high school i played mm. hockey and i remember the moment
1: i almost said i know what town you're from <laughs> of course you played hockey uh,
0: i remember the moment when i realized oh these are not my people mm. when I, we were coming back from practice or waiting for the, the room to get unlocked and uh one of one of the other kids on the team was talking to the coach and was like oh man have you seen there's something about Mary? It's fucking hilarious. And then I was oh. like, Yeah, have you seen Saving Private Ryan? And everyone's like No. <gasps> and I was like, I yeah, not not the right crowd. Wow. I uh this is not the <laughs> I'm not gonna be having like movie discussions with these people. Yeah. Um it's that's one sad, of one of many story. reasons I was not cut out to be in in I could I could play. All right, I was on the team. I could I thought play. you are going to
1: say it's one of the reasons you weren't prom king. Well, no, many <laughs> other reasons. It's
0: that prank that I pulled on the dean that stopped me from being prom king. Um, yeah. So number fifty five. How do you feel about that placement? Feels kind of high. Yeah. <laughs> like like I appreciate it, but let's yeah. not pander here. Yeah. You know? Like
1: I'm I'm totally on board with it being on the list. Yes. I just I I know our like you know years long litmus test at this point has been like but where is the shining right yeah. um and given that the shining is what like 110 or something
0: uh it's i think it's 101
1: 101 keep talking yeah i, I just i i just yeah. can't
0: oh i'm sorry i think it's up to 77 now
1: okay that's fun that's better i appreciate that thank you list um but like i i know there's stuff over 100 that I would probably yeah put in in this spot and swap this one further
0: yeah further on down the yeah. line yeah um i would say keep it on the list if only for how unique it is
1: absolutely and the, and the quality of it like the the acting in it is excellent it's a beautifully shot movie um, the actress who plays Alma mm. has like an amazing presence.
0: Yeah. And yes, she she, does. She's... she goes
1: back and forth between looking like haunting as just a person. Like mm. she's never made up. You know, there's right. no like yeah. special effects makeup or anything on her. But that scene where she first cuts through the crowd and kind of just stares up from under her eyebrows up into the house at Enrique, she's scary in that moment. Yeah. And then there are moments where she's playing with Sarah and she's really sweet and young looking and, and she's just got a fantastic presence throughout the movie.
0: And she's got like 10 lines. She doesn't yeah. have many lines at all. Yeah.
1: She's just this kind of like force. Yeah. Like, like throughout when it was, as soon as she arrives. Um, so I, I see like the quality and the craftsmanship of it. And mm. I think it's a a fascinating and horrifying story. So I'm all for it being there.
0: You know <laughs> I just don't think is, it
1: should be fifty five.
0: This is a this is a, a very dismissive comparison, but I think the thing about this movie is part of it for me is we were talking about what would you recommend mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie Role Models? No. So yeah, it's a a comedy from a handful of years ago. And uh um with uh Paul Rudd and Stifler from American Pie. And Boy. they go on a, a a camping trip. They are mm-hmm. like um big brother types you know got these kids and they go in this camping trip, and they're all telling ghost stories and Mm -hmm. paul rudd's a big downer uh, all the time and so they're like what about you why don't you tell us a a scary story and he's like okay i've got a scary story for you every year hundreds of kids are lost to child sex trafficking (gasps) and it's like (laughs) like that's kind of what this feels like it's like tell me a ghost story yeah oh now i'm depressed yeah But that being said, I mean, it's a good movie, but yeah. I, I don't think I would put it at 55. I think I would put it somewhere in the hundreds. Yeah. You um, told
1: me this was 130. I'd be like, okay.
0: Yeah. I, 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 feel, like, like that I feel like there are I some, that. some yeah. in that general area that I would be like, oh yeah, yeah. Wor- worse movies are in there. So. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> um, is there anything you also wanted to, to talk about before we round it out?
1: No, I think, I think we hit all my, you know, history corner with mm-hmm. uh, Amanda who read Wikipedia once.
0: <laughs> well, it saved me from reading it on the show.
1: I, I aim to please. And
0: then pretending like I knew anything about it. But uh, So we are actually at a wild card spot now because mm. we, we, get, we shifted one from the last section. So we're doing two in this section. And uh, um, I'm excited about this because Ooh. the timing works out. Yes. Where originally I was I, I was thinking, you know what? I want to do X because oh. we had talked about doing X before, but then we shifted it for something else. Yeah. And then I looked at what time of the month, sorry, year we were at <laughs> and when this was going to be coming out, and I got very excited. Oh. Because this will be coming out the week before Valentine's Day. Oh, the boy. Next, the next episode. Yes. So our wild card pick for next time will be my Bloody Valentine, nice, nineteen eighty one.
1: Finally getting to it.
0: Yeah, now, now <laughs> the I don't have to try and cajole, uh, cajole the patrons to say like maybe we should do like holiday movies yeah. next year. Just so <laughs> just, just so you can do this one. <laughs> I also want to do April Fool's Day. I think April <laughs> yeah. Fool's Day is worth talking about, but sure. I guess I'll have to wait till the Haley's Comet of the wild card lines up some in the next ten years. But <laughs> we'll um, still be going. But thank you guys for listening. If you want to help support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash the Penske file where you can find uh, uh, our coverage of the Friday the 13th series, which we did in 2020, and the second string of Stephen King, which we did in 2021, and our brand new coverage of the Video Nasty, some of the Video Nasty films. Uh, January's movie is Tenebrae, Dario Argento's Tenebrae, kicking it all off so go check that out
1: starting with a bang
0: yes definitely Uh, I'm reading that book uh, House of Psychotic Women (laughs) yes and there's a couple in there that she talks about that are actually video nasties that I've been tempted to switch out but uh, I don't think I'm going to I started to watch one of them and I was like this is probably going to be interesting but this feels like it's a it's a rough watch I don't mean that like content wise Mm. just like I don't know it's pretty low budget looking Got it. But that's what these movies... Uh, anyway. Yeah, you want to sure, hear more of that I'm sure we'll find yeah. more
1: opportunities for them.
0: Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Clay. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Hasta la vista, baby.